This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Sci-Fi Bartow 2019. It's coming at you Saturday, February 16th at 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. This year's theme is steampunk, but we've got all kinds of fandoms that are going to be represented. We've got the 501st for Star Wars. we got Doctor Who fans, Star Trek fans, Firefly fans, special guests, George Lowe, the voice of Space Ghost. And we also have Batman writer, creator of Bane, Mr. Chuck Dixon. And the king of the B-movie, Joel D. Winecoop. An amazing playwright, Gretchen Suarez-Pena will be there. And also you've got DJ Vlad. And you don't want to miss on Saturday, February 15th, is Bartow's Friday Fest, the official kickoff party of Sci-Fi Bartow. It starts at 6 and will go to 9 right in downtown Bartow. And the entertainment will be brought to you by DJ Vlad. And don't forget, Sci-Fi Bartow is totally free. So come out and see your boys at Sci-Fi Bartow. And don't forget to tell them that the... Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Don't forget that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Hello, internet. Yeah, we back in the fact. Don't know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's Deuce on the loose. You know the tag team champion. We get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways, you know, Nintendo, Sega Genesis, so many systems, your Dreamcast and reminisce, so pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the Happy Hour Podcast with Johnny and Duke, yeah. Hello! Internets. My name is Johnny Womack, and of course, with me, as always, I have my main man, Deuce. What's going on, man? Hey, man, we're the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Every single episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with a good old Deuce salute. Yes, sir. They are crisp today. Cheers, sir. Cheers. Oh, cheers. 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 Not on top of the laptop. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get a new one anyways. Oh, but, are yeah. you? But well, yeah, we're yeah. gonna need that later tonight. So we, we at least need yeah. to get it get through yeah. the night. So. <laughs> uh, and we want to thank all of our listeners on SoundCloud, on Google Play Music, Google Podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to us from, all around the world. Uh, thank you for listening and reviewing us and. Sharing us, sharing is the sharing is caring. Sharing is it caring. is the biggest thing though. When you share in the way the analytics are, especially on Facebook, if you share, yeah, buddy, one person and one extra person shares, your impressions go up. So mm. it's a big thing. Share even if you ain't even able able to listen to the episode, just share it. Uh, we're we're um, you know, sharing is good, and we like to share. And uh, there's a big event that we love to do every single year, Deuce. Yes, yes, there is. Sci-Fi Barto mm-hmm. is right around the corner, boys and girls. And don't forget, it is absolutely free. It and is. it is going to be Saturday, February 16th from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be on the historic Main Street of Barto, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got special guest George Lowe, Chuck Dixon, Joel D. Winecoop. And we have one of the special guests from the Flyer on the show today. Yes, we have the amazingly talented... Playwright, uh, what else do you do, Gretchen? I what? do a lot. She does yeah. a lot. <laughs> she is, she is a Jill of all trades. Yeah. Uh, we have Gretchen Suarez Pena in live in the studio for the Happy Hour. Johnny Deuce, welcome. 
Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's uh, we're glad to have you on. We we there's a special component of having a guest in studio. Mm -hmm. uh, we obviously yes. do Skype interviews. Yes, we've done the phone interviews. Phone interviews Her are burn. kind of hit or miss, depending on. Well, uh, it's phone connection. It's yeah. never the guest because yeah. usually the guests are pretty we've good. Had have yeah. been pretty cool. Yeah, it's just it's always the phone connection, and yeah. you're at the mercy of it. And because people don't have landlines anymore, yeah, like it's what even is more that? Sketch. Yeah, what's yeah. a landline? I know. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so sketch and we it, it, it's sad because we've had a couple in my opinion really good guest interviews somewhat ruined just because the audio quality they which was like, no fault of yeah. their own it was just but it sounded like they were calling us from like a tin can with a string <laughs> attached right to it, yeah I was so. well, and also being here i get to enjoy all the awesome star wars all paraphernalia the, the nerdiness yeah the yeah. nerddom is fabulous yeah. so yeah. you don't get if you're not in, in the in the in the space you don't get to see all the cool stuff that is yeah. true that is very I very dig true it. I dig it. Yeah, we definitely, um, our studio here, and then we have Studio South at Deuces. Uh, you know, we, we love to wear our nerddom on our sleeves. Uh, <laughs> and it's nice that we have both have rooms. You have your office and yeah, I have yeah. this office that we can kind of geek out our rooms and uh, yeah. kind of show our love. Uh, video games, wrestling, Star Wars, what you name it, we're yeah. we're into all the things. Nerds are good people. I used to have a shirt that said I love nerds. There so you go. My husband yeah. is a nerd. I'm a nerd. Yeah. Nerds are good people. Yeah, nerds are cool. I That's mean, right. And I think, you know, it when we were growing up and kid well, Deuce is always tall. You're always yeah. a big guy. But when when I was, you know, little five foot three Johnny, I uh, you know, I got teased and made fun of a lot, you know, well, like, like a lot see, of us the did. The thing is nerddom is cool now. Now it's yeah. like the biggest uh, yeah. movies yeah. in the world are Marvel, but back in our day it was just comics. Yeah. There weren't all these yeah. superhero movies. So like you were in your own little right. your own little small clique. Yeah. So Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I, I if you would have told little Johnny, hey, the number one grossing movies You'll see, you know, 15, 20 years later would be comic book movies. I, my head yeah. would have exploded. <laughs> yeah. Like, You're like what? And there's going to be more Star Wars movies because back oh, then yeah. there was just the originals. Three, that was that it, was it. You know, and, and we were getting nothing. We got books when we right. got a lot school. of books. Mm -hmm. I read a lot of books. Yeah, that got me into reading because right. the extended universe. So exactly. we had that for like yeah. a while. Well, fun fact: I actually my 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 dad owns all the Star Wars movies, but I didn't actually see all of them until my honeymoon. My husband brought all six movies to our honeymoon and just sat me down to watch them. And I was cool with it because I, I did see parts of them. Right, but right. my son knew how to sing the Imperial March before he could actually speak. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good parenting. Yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, parenting <laughs> done right. Yes. yes. <laughs> Hashtag parenting wins. Yes, yes so. absolutely. Uh, so awesome. So Gretchen, tell us a little bit about yourself. So you have a family. I do. So um, I live in Bartow. I oh. work. I work in Bartow. There you go. So I am a Bartian or a Bartonian, whatever you'd like to call it. Uh, nice. I like that. I, I like the term Bartian. Bartian. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. We're Bartians. Um, uh, my husband Alan. I have a, a, a little boy. He's four and a half. Uh, loves Star Wars. But um, so actually, I am an engineer. Oh. By by trade, I am a civil engineer. I work on Main Street Bartow. So my my employer, Patel Green Associates, uh, PGA, is actually one of the sponsors for Sci-Fi Bartow. So I'm just going to plug them in Absolutely. Real quick, plug away. They are the best engineering firm in the state of Florida. I'm just going to say that right now. Nice. Um, and uh, we're right on Main Street. And um, I am also a playwright and a director. And I act. And I write music. 
Um, so uh, she does everything. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> I, does it all. I do a little bit of she's, everything. She's uh, she's like you know, like if we put two of us together plus ten other people, <laughs> we could get get to her. What she's she like could the do. Swiss Army knife. Exactly. Like she can pull out anything. Exactly. And get it done. Yeah. So. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. So she's our, she's the smartest person in the room right now. Uh, no. So come on now. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, all right. So we got you got to dumb it down for us a little bit. But okay, uh, I'll keep I'll keep it simple. Yeah. Um. Well, actually, somebody once said that I was a Renaissance woman, and I will gladly take that title. That's, yeah. That's I will. Good. I will yeah. jump on that. That's a nice compliment. That yeah. is a nice compliment. That's I take awesome. it. I take it. Um, but yeah, so Sci-Fi Bartow um, is awesome. Uh, they have so many cool things, so many booths. People dress up cosplay. You got the, the, the superhero mobiles, all that stuff. It's just, it's really rad. And um, so I wrote, a, I, I, I'm in the process of writing a musical. It's a steampunk musical called Melina. And um, I wanted to approach Sci-Fi Bartow after this year and say, hey, you know, I'd like to do like a stage reading or something of this show because, you know, this is like my people. And uh, then I saw the flyer that said, oh, our theme this year is steampunk. And I said, well, now I have to do it now. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait. Uh, so we're doing um, like a 30-minute preview, two 30-minute previews on the main stage. Uh, I got a group of high schoolers that are going to be doing singing my songs, doing my, my script, and we're going to do a preview for the show. So you have to come out and see it. Because it's it's gonna be great. That's you know it, that's what's so great about uh, Sci-Fi Barto uh, is what you said. You know it's a to use a big ten dollar word as Juice Lexus says an yeah. amalgamation <laughs> of all. Uh, all I don't even know how many syllables are <laughs> that word. But that's yeah, a, that's a quarter. Yeah. That's a dollar word. That's right a dollar word right yeah. there. I, I looked it up before we came. That's over. a four ticket <laughs> ride word <laughs> yeah. right there. I was like, you know, I gotta use one big word tonight. No, yeah. uh, but no, it's is it's that cool. Your word of the day. That's calendar. my word of the day. I got it's dictionary.com. Just emailed it to me. That's right. Good Amalgamation. I didn't even. I had to pronounce it, practice it, but no. Uh, it's cool because when we first went, because we've been going for a hot minute, dude. So you, yeah. we've been like four or five years. We've been going, and we started in year two, and I think on year. Five or six, something like yeah, that. So we've been, we've been the first year we went, we didn't know what we what we were expecting. We we're like, "What is this?" And then, and then we saw how many people were coming with families and groups, and people were dressing up, and we were just like blown away by the support. Because yeah. that's the thing is like, not only do you get to go to a really nice, awesome Main Street Bartow, but you can support the businesses while you're there oh, too. Yeah, which is awesome. So one of my favorite Mexican restaurants is right on Main Street. Hacienda. Yeah, yeah, I've been there too. Just took me there. Yeah, you excellent. gotta get the tacos. Like like the tacos Mexicanos are like the authentic ones with like the cilantro. Yeah. yeah, it's very yeah, it's very good. Very gotta hit good. them up for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's really nice to support the local businesses. Also, you have people that are without from the state of Florida coming in and bringing their stuff as well. They're, they're, you know, there'll be there'll be some vendors there as well. So it's kind of nice to support local art, especially with what you're doing, Gretchen. Um, so when I guess typical question would be. When did you start writing, uh, like, playwrights? So the idea of doing a playwright. Yeah, okay, so um, I am a theater nerd, so bringing the other nerddom in. Uh, and I've been I've been doing theater since I was a kid. But uh, in high school, I don't know, are you guys familiar with International Thespians? Um, we have a little bit of uh, knowledge. We're Deuce, both Thespians. Yeah, yeah. Deuce, and yeah. I, yeah Deuce and I, when we, we um, Haines City High School, we, yeah. we were... Um, for about three, f three years, three over four years, uh, we went. Uh, we did 
the whole theater productions we did we learned everything about it and then we actually went and did performances where they rate you yeah 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 Yeah, district and state yeah Yeah, so we we have a background in it yeah and it's yeah yeah, i mean it's been a hot minute but yeah it's been a minute we won't won't take it we won't take it give us give us an update yeah so um so when i was in high school uh, i was part of international thespians and we went to district competition and you know i knew that they did like the monologues and the singing and all that kind of stuff like Mm -hmm. that that was i was all into that uh but then i saw there was a playwriting like you know, comp- like part of it in, mm-hmm. you know, a category. And I was like, why well, now I have to do that. Uh, so I wrote my first play uh, in high school. It's called When the Bell Rings. Uh, it was about kids and like lunch hour and mm-hmm. stuff at school. And uh, took it to district. It did pretty well. And then my, my school actually let me produce it. So I was in high school. I did that. So that's when I caught the playwriting bug. And I wrote some then. And then I kind of stopped. Uh, and then uh, I got married. My husband's in the military, so we moved to Kansas. Oh, and okay. what else do you do in Kansas? Right. So I, I picked up my, my playwriting again. And I actually, that's when I started writing Melina, actually, was in 2009. Mm, okay. uh, and then I wrote another piece called Conversations in Bed. Uh, which is exactly what you think it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I wrote that, but I didn't really finish it. Uh, and then I kind of dropped it. We moved to Miami. My husband went to law school in Miami. Uh, then we moved back to Bartow in 2015. And that's when I kind of picked up writing again. And uh, uh, I finished Conversations in Bed. Um, I had a group of friends over to read it. They liked it. They said, hey, you should submit it to the Tampa Bay Theater Festival. I did. It got selected at the 2017 Tampa Bay Theater oh, Festival. Oh, congrats. Uh, That's did awesome. very well. And then I wrote a sequel called Conversations in the Car, which got selected for the 2018 Tampa Bay Theater Festival. And that actually won uh, Best Full Length Play. Wow. So, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So that was very exciting. Um, and then in the midst of that, I, s- I picked up Melina again. Uh, I wrote another musical called Martha and Mary that's actually being done this April uh, for the, the weekend right before Easter. It's being done uh, at George Jenkins High School in Lakeland. Okay. And then um, I've r- written another piece called uh, Trafficked, and I've written another piece called um, C'est la Vie, which is being done in Power Stories Theater in Tampa in March as a stage reading. Uh, and so now like I'm full force ahead working on Melina trying to get it done getting the steampunk orchestration so yeah it's been like my whole life basically has been leading up to this moment yeah um and so because I, I picked it up put it down picked it up put it, put it down I, this time around i'm i don't think i'm gonna put it down it's happening i have a page you know all that good stuff now i did have a question just for our fans out there kind of explain to them what steampunk is so they can kind of wrap their head around it if they're new to the whole genre if you will Okay, so I don't know if my definition is going to work very well, but this is what I always tell people. It's anachronistic Victorian era. Okay. So at least my kind of steampunk. I got steampunk. two of those words. <laughs> <laughs> so like, and then when people look at me and go, er, so uh, it's it, like Sherlock Holmes, like it's the idea, yeah. like Jules Verne, it's the idea of like this, like... Uh, like the Victorian era, era never ended and we right. never got electricity. We just started using steam for everything, everything. and just everything just kind of went forward. Yeah. In the future, but right. with Victorian era clothing yeah. and steam and everything. It's kind of the way it's been explained to me, which might yeah. be a very dumb, dumb layman's terms, <laughs> but that's the way I like well, it. Well, yeah. So. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like like steam engines, but then they have like flying contraptions that are all run, run on, on steam, steam and yeah. like it, gears and stuff like that. Um, But then not to be confused with like cyberpunk or atom punk which is like a whole other thing you can right. punk everything yeah, and you I can, you can. yeah. for a minute there it seemed yeah, like they were true. slapping punk on everything it was right. like yeah. this is something punk or something yeah. punk and i'm like yeah exactly and there's yeah. a good uh, any anime fans out there there's a good uh movie called steam boy 
Yes. Uh, which is also yes. kind of in the similar era okay. uh, in London and, and all that. Well, in the Gotham by Gaslight they just right. did with yes. Batman was really good, and that's right. kind of steampunky. Yeah. Right. That was kind of more of my, like, when people say, what's steampunk? I'm like, watch Gotham by Gaslight because yep. it's got Batman, and yeah. right. I like it. Well, and then, like, if anybody's seen, like, the Sherlock Holmes were, were movies with uh, Robert Downey Jr., like, uh, that's not, like, specific steampunk, but it's got a little bit in it's it. It's got a steampunk it, flair it, to yeah. it. Yeah, and Hans Zimmer, like, his music, yeah. that mm-hmm. is, like, clear steampunk uh, mm-hmm. music. And, um, I can put the microphone down and go to the bathroom now because you're going to talk about Hans Zimmer <laughs> for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> this guy is the biggest, like, collector of, like, musical scores that I oh, know. Like, he's even got yeah. his own Facebook group for, yeah. like, talking about I scores. I do, yeah. yeah and it, I, that's it, his jam. I do love me some Hans Zimmer. Yeah, it's, I own um, 425 CDs of wow. uh, different just scores alone. Wow. So, like, How many any, of those are John Williams? Uh, like hundred, <laughs> probably like a hundred of those are John Williams. Um, but yeah, I mean, and uh, yeah, Deuce, you can go take a break. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're just gonna talk no, about it. no, but I, I lo- when I was a kid, I I really gravitated. Obviously, Star Wars was my first like love, uh, mm-hmm. and I I remember just loving the music and all that stuff as well. And and then I kind of was like, all right, well, there. When I discovered there was other things besides Star Wars, I realized <laughs> that John Williams would do other things with mm-hmm. other directors, um, especially Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Um, Steven Spielberg, you know, put on some fantastic films. But I uh, jo- learning about Jaws and learning about Indiana Jones and just different things like that, and then just learning how I, I, I know we, there's everyone has a person that when they a celebrity, especially when they pass, that it affects you emotionally. Mm-hmm. One of them is. Uh, I have a cutout of in this room, yeah. Perry Fisher. I was Perry very Fisher. sad when she passed. Mm-hmm. And I know John Williams, when he passes, I'm going to need a hot minute. I'm going to yeah, need a day or two to, to yeah. recollect myself because, like, his music is, like, part of who I am. Like it It's epic, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Well, like, um, my husband is actually a lot like you in that regard. He he has a lot of soundtracks. He likes to listen to soundtracks all the time. And, mm-hmm. I, and I enjoy them as well. I'm more of a lyrics person, mm-hmm. which hence why I write musicals. Sure. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, John Williams, Hans Zimmer, I mean, they're all brilliant. Um, right. You know, they're all really, really good. And, and there's just something, you know, they, they put you in the right moment. They do, and it really adds a lot to the scene. Um, and and and, th- and th- I get made fun of a lot because teased because <laughs> I will li- I'll buy scores and never seen the film. I just know that the composer is awesome, really so good. I'll yeah. just listen to the music in my car <laughs> on the way, and just be like, din, 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 and just be like getting epic, <laughs> really getting into it when I'm driving. Um, but I actually have a. F- I decided, you know, a couple of years ago, I was like, you know, let me make a fate. Fa- there's so many Facebook groups out there, but there really wasn't a lot of f- score. Enthusiasts. So I actually called it Film Score Enthusiasts. Nice. So I was like, that is my, so I'll add you to it. Yeah, uh, no, please do. And uh, it's it's really cool. It's just us geeking out about what our favorite scores are. And, and I'll do always do like a top 10 of my favorite per year. Like, hey, this is 2017, 2018. I just put up, I think I started it back in 2016 or something like that. That's cool. But it's really neat. I love it. Uh, but it's interesting because when I was a kid, I always dreamt of going to New York. I've never been mm. to New York, and New York obviously has uh, lots of musicals. Oh yeah, lots of Broadway plays. Yes. And so when Deuce and I were really getting into the drama scene in high school, I was like, oh man, that would be awesome to go see. That's kind of like one of my everyone has like their bucket, bucket list. list. Yeah. I was like, I always want to go see a Broadway play or a musical somewhere in you know New York. Yeah, I'm actually going to New York uh, in in May. I oh, I haven't been awesome. in about 13 years. I, the first time and only time I've ever been was in 2006. I went to go see. Um, uh, Sweeney Todd. Are you yeah, familiar with Sweeney yeah, Todd? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, uh, Patty Lapone was in it, and she was fabulous. Uh, but um, so we're going to see 
Be More Chill, which is a brand new musical, and then this show called Hades Town, which is also I'm going to throw that word back out, anachronistic. Okay. It's like anachronistic 1930s depression era jazz music, mm. but it's like a Greek mythology. It's brilliant. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with Anais Mitchell, but she's brilliant. Now it's educational times. <laughs> what is an- Anna? Anachronistic. Because uh, yeah, it, it sounds like a knockoff Transformer, so I want to like, <laughs> like get so the word right. So yeah. I'm not I'm not a linguist, but the word, uh, at least when I use it, it means something uh, old that is brought into the modern times. So, um, like, this Greek mythology is kind of put in this 1930s feel, but they kind of give it a modern flair. Like Wonder Woman. Yeah, a little bit. A yeah. little bit. I would, I would equate it more to, like, the, the Fallout Bioshock games. If you're, the, yeah, if you're looking at yeah, it, they've yeah. got a lot of that retro future kind of thing going on where the technology. Retro futuristic. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, like, like Blade Runner yeah, is kind of like for that. Because sure. yeah. it was, like, 1980s, but then they kind of brought it. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that's not a very good example. But, yeah, like, it's something old that's brought into something new. Right. Um, yeah. But but then we're seeing that, and then we're seeing the Book of Mormon. Cause okay. Because you have to. Yep. <laughs> the Book of Mormon. Absolutely. So. Uh, well, Deuce and I, we when we were doing stuff for, we were, we were mainly were just doing scenes from different plays. We mm-hmm, wouldn't mm-hmm. actually do like a yeah, full. Because me and you were vehemently against singing. We were like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and you had different categories and whatnot. But yeah. I wanted to ask you when you mm-hmm. when it comes, uh, I've written like small little pieces, not for playwrights or anything, but mm-hmm. just just small little stories. What, how is it different when you approach a playwright, or is it not different when you approach a play, when you approach a story for a playwright? How how do you come? Um, how well does that work? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot more dialogue heavy, obviously. So it's not like short story writing, because I because a lot of people are like, oh, I write short stories. I'm like, it's not the same. And actually, I I went and I judged like the playwriting competitions for thespians this year, mm-hmm. and a lot of kids will write stuff, but they'll write it for like film. Mm-hmm. Like they don't understand the difference of like, yeah, you see it in your head, but like you can't push a car across the stage like. I mean, you can, but it's going to be really difficult to do. Right. Um, so, you know, film writing is different than stage writing. That's different than short story writing. So for me, you know, you have to m- make sure that it's stageable, that you can actually do it on a physical stage. Right. Um, you know, it tends to be dialogue heavy and, and a lot of a lot of action, you know, being shown through through the stage directions and things like that. Um, but I, I tend to think about my plays for months and months at a time and then I kind of sit down to kind of hammer it out mm-hmm. uh, but like the conversation pieces have been really fun because um, they're really relatable like conversations in bed you know spouses just having these conversations sure. with each other before yeah. they go to sleep and people really related to it and then conversations in the car is like you know going on a road trip or you're hanging right. out with your friends you hang, you know you have these conversations yeah. uh, so so that you know just draw that from real life uh, which is fun. Uh, but I've seen some phenomenal shows that people have done that written young people have written that are just really great but yeah, I mean, my, everybody's process is different, but it is different than like, like I write for engineering. That's the, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Uh, but you know, it's like it's a creative element, but it's also you know a stageability. Can it actually be done on stage? You know. That's Do you thing. ever write a piece with certain actors in mind, or is it always later on you have to find? Um, I do write with people. That ca- I sometimes base characters on people that I know are com- amalgamation sure. oh, there you go. of nice. people that I know. Yep. Sure. Um, but there was only one piece that I've written so far that I, I actually had one particular actor in mind. Um, so I wrote Conversations in the Car, and there's a teenager in one of the in in, in the show. Uh, and my my neighbor, I, I wrote it for him. He's an actor, and he does stuff at the school, and I help out at the school. And I was like, yeah, this is for him. Uh, so when I was doing it at the at the, at the festival, I was like, all right, you're, you're this nice. is for you. Like okay. I wrote this yeah. part for you. Uh, but um, 
And actually, uh, I'll take that back. There was the, uh, another character in Conversations in the Car that I wrote for an actor that I that I knew that would be really good for the part. And he ended up he ended up playing it as well. So I think yeah. it's it's interesting too when you talk about stuff that's relatable. I, I think uh, to kind of shift it to film. I think the reason Kevin Smith was so popular was I felt like a lot of people could relate to his conversations because oh, yeah. I'm like, especially in the comic book shops, like Deuce and I have had conversations about Superman like that, you know, yeah. and, and vice versa. So when you're able to take it to a level, people can relate and they can be like, oh, I identify as that person. Or, I've had that conversation before. I think it makes them kind of reevaluate the whole like they were like, hey, uh, this could happen to me, you know, and I think people really dig that. Yeah, stuff. I mean, and, and, and not to like, uh, you know, uh, there are plenty of really good playwrights out there, but I was finding that I was going to these shows and a lot of playwrights or, or people that were writing were writing things and maybe they were political or maybe they were like just about actors. And I'm like, not everybody's an actor. Like, I can't relate to that. Like, I can a little bit because I, I know the, 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 the scene. But, like, my whole goal uh, is to get people who normally wouldn't go to the theater to come to the theater uh, and see themselves reflected on stage. Sure. Now, I say that, and Melina has nothing to <laughs> yeah. do with that. Well, I'm thinking steampunk. It's, <laughs> it's going to be. Like, you know, it's like if you wrote a science fiction play. It's like, you know, I mean, you can relate to some of it. But right, you know, right. You can relate sure. to people in, like outer spacecrafts going to different planets to meet aliens but like <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah. like i get it and like you said like kevin smith was a big we were we're still huge fans of the right. guy and it's because like that was the first guy we're like we can like we can relate to this like, yeah this it was a lot of dialogue very yeah. exposition heavy where it's like you have these two you have two or three characters just sitting in a room talking yeah. about mm -hmm. stuff and yeah you're just like Someone could just be like a fly on the wall in this conversation. Yeah. I think that's really that kind of reminds me of Dinner with Andre. Have you guys seen Dinner with Andre? Mm. Oh, man, what's the actor Only the that? community episode about it, so <laughs> oh. I don't think that counts. <laughs> that's a fabulous <laughs> film. Um, but anyway, uh, if I can, can I, sure, can I talk absolutely. about Melina for Go a little ahead. bit? Uh, so, um, so, yeah, so my, I think a lot of people might be a little surprised with, with when if they know my work. I have a little bit of a following, a very small following, not like you guys, but a very small following, and they've come to see Conversations in Bed or Conversations in the Car, or they know about the other shows that are coming up, and they kind of get the gist of it. But Melina is a completely different animal, and it's one that I started in 2009, so it's it's been on my heart for a really long time. Mm -hmm. um, wow, I got really Polk County there for a second. <laughs> it's all it good. Off. <laughs> it is. I mean, De Deuce and I, we, you know, yeah. we, I've been in Polk County for a long time. Deuce is born here right yeah born yeah. raised here but well, you're a louisiana animal so i'm a louisiana like, yeah. you got that extra layer <laughs> yeah. in there well yeah, it's so, funny because yeah. I, i'm i'm puerto rican and i speak spanish was my first language but uh my husband always laughs because he's like you're the only puerto rican i know with a southern accent uh yeah. but anyway <laughs> so uh melina is kind of this um it's like a tragic love story kind of a little bit like romeo and juliet a little bit of a greek tragedy um it it's actually named after the villain, so the villain is actually Melina, oh, uh, okay. which it, it, I, it that's not a spoiler. Like it's very obvious from mm -hmm. the get go that mm -hmm. she's not the one that you are going to be rooting for. Yeah. Um. But um. But yeah, it's a, it's kind of a tragic love story about a love gone wrong, and uh, and then kind of the twists and turns that things take, and uh, and then you know it kind of takes a step into the future where the the kids of the main characters kind of kind of build a relationship, and there's a narrator, and it's it's very exciting. It's 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 one of my if I sat here and explained the whole plot to you, it would take an hour. So I'm not right. going to do that. I'm not going to spare you, but I'll spare you for it. But um. But I'm really excited about it. And I think there are some people who are really excited about it. And, you know, we're going to have the whole get up, the corsets and the top hats and the right. canes and the tails and the and the cool accordion background steampunk sure. music. So yeah. if people are into that uh, or even if you're not into that, come to Sci-Fi Bartow because I think steampunk this year's theme, I think there's going to be like like 25,000 people there. Like it's oh, going to be nuts. Yeah. There, there is. But I did want to bring up a big point about that because Sean wanted me to bring it up. I, I don't. 
I, I know the big theme this year is steampunk, and I don't want to take away from yeah, that at yeah, all. But yeah. we also want to let you know, like, all fandoms are represented. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, Star Trek, Star Wars, Doctor Who, Firefly, right. uh, yeah. Supernatural. Like, every fandom you can think of in your head is going to be represented because people will be cosplaying everything. Oh, yeah. Right. There'll be booths with everything. So, like, if, say, for some reason, steampunk just isn't really your bag, don't think well you know maybe i should skip no 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 come anyway you want to come anyway because everything is going to be represented so don't don't feel like oh it's just going to be a steep no it's going to be a con it just has extra labors free it is free it's totally free it's family friendly you want to you want to bring it's outside so pet friendly as well yeah that's true i actually yeah i saw some uh some people bring their pets dressed up last year a pet costume they do yeah they do yeah Um, but yeah, my friend, I told her, I was like, you need to come as the Black Widow because she's dressed up as a Black Widow before when she's done like those Disney races and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, come as Black Widow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, last year, I mean, there's a there's a whole like regiment of stormtroopers that come. Yeah, yeah. they arrested me three years ago. They did. They did. Yeah. They arrested <laughs> you. They arrested me and then took me upstage for my uh, for my panel, which was nice. So yeah, nice. They yeah. always come at the 501st. They come out every yep. year. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to be there again. I oh, mean, yeah. I'm so surprised <laughs> that they yep. weren't because they come out all the time. Funny enough. The guy who played Darth Vader for the 501st was our celebrity guest this year for the draft. The big Darth Vader uh-huh. pictures. Oh, yeah? You, That's yeah, funny. At our football, fantasy football draft. Nice. We have a celebrity guest every year, and this year the guest was Darth Vader, mm-hmm. and he was from the 501st because he actually knew me from Sci-Fi Bartow. Oh, is, nice. It's kind of yeah. weird how all of our things always kind of <laughs> come back to they Sci-Fi do. Bartow. Yeah. Well, no, and I mean, I saw people dressed up like, you know, the Harry, the whole Harry Potter, you know, come uh, dressed up that way. And uh, all the cars are really cool. Like, they have the Batmobile. I saw, like, you know, every era of Batman. You got your 1960s Batman. You got your Dark Knight Batman. Sure. You got yep. every kind of Batman. Uh, Disney characters? Like, yep. you got those, too. Like, Absolutely. everything. Yep. Every fandom pretty much is represented pretty wholeheartedly at the show. So, yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there. For but sure, yeah. It's definitely going to have a huge steampunk flavor, and we've got mm-hmm. more guests coming on later, right. like the Heartland uh, uh, Ray from the Heartland uh, Steampunk Association right. is going to be coming mm-hmm. on the show soon. So, we got a lot of steampunk stuff, mm-hmm. but we did want you to know there is other stuff. There yeah, is exactly. other stuff yep. there. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I, my question to you is, uh, mm-hmm. so you write a play. Mm-hmm. And it's final. It's complete. Mm-hmm. You, you're like, I am happy with this. What is the next step for you? Do you usually are you usually hands off with your play? Because some playwrights just write, and they have a whole team that takes care of it. Like, what what is your ne- next step normally? Uh, so actually, it's like a whole process that I have. So my my first thing is I write a draft. I have people read it. I edit it. That whole thing. Uh, then when it gets to a point where, where I, I feel like I've gotten good feedback and I've gotten to a good point, I do a table read. Uh, so, you know, uh, Just Write Lakeland uh, is a great place uh, for writers to go and do table reads. I did a, a table read there in November for my show Trafficked. Um, and then uh, and then after a table read, the next step is a stage read. So you want to get a stage read, get people's feedback, see how the audience responds to it. And then after that, if I have the opportunity, I'll do uh, a workshop of the show. So Tampa Bay Theater Festival has kind of been my workshop. I produced it. Nice. Uh, and then, you know, then it gets to pr- be a production. My ultimate goal, uh, I like directing it once just to get the feel for it, just to see, hey, does this make sense? Uh, but I'm okay with other people directing it. Like fact, passing it off. Like oh, once, yeah, once yeah. Once you kind of got the training wheels off, yeah. you're like, okay, yeah. take it, go, yeah. like, run com- with it. Like, yeah, Conversations in Bed, we, d- we did it at the Tampa Bay Theater Festival. I directed it at Plant City Entertainment last year, and then this year, Power Story Theater is doing it, and they were like, oh, do you want to direct it? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's going to be the third time. Like, it's going right. to get stale. I want somebody else's vision, because my ultimate goal is to be that, you know, the yeah. playwright, where it's like, here's my play, you guys right. do it, enjoy it, and, right. you know. 
know, that sort of thing. But also, say if another director takes it over, I think it would be interesting to get their notes and their feedback mm -hmm, and if mm -hmm. they want to tweak it. Because yeah. they might be like, well, this scene works, but if we tweak this little bit of dialogue or maybe if we change this beat right here, let's try that. And you get – when you work on something, no matter what it is, be it a podcast, be it music, be it a play mm – -hmm you're really married to it mm -hmm. and sometimes it's good to kind of let it go oh, yeah. and let other people play with it because then it's you you get a new perspective yeah. on yeah. it which is really really well good. and speaking of louisiana where in louisiana are you from i'm from baton rouge but baton i saw rouge? i saw that you did something in mandeville yeah in mandeville yeah, i've been there I've been yeah. to mandeville. yeah well and it wasn't even me i just <laughs> submitted i submitted this short play uh called dry spell that's part of like a one act that i had written and uh, i submitted it to like seven different conferences. this is how subjective art is yeah. too because like i submitted just like seven different things it got picked for two one of them being the tampa bay theaters and one of them being in, in mandeville louisiana uh and they performed it and it won first prize for their one act competition That's awesome. but it was really cool is to see them they, they videotaped it for me and they sent to me and I just I was like oh I didn't think about that line being said that way you know and it was cool because it was just their interpretation of it and so I'm all for you know getting feedback um, and, and, and just you know taking something that I've written you can I try to write in such a way that hey you can say a line in 15 different ways sure you know yeah. uh, my, my theater t t uh, teacher used to always say um, look at that is a great Word like phrase to kind of play with, like, oh, look at that, oh, look at that, sure, ooh, look at that, yeah, yeah. Like, that's a true. Lot of ways you, you can, can do it, it. different yeah. kind of like the F word scene in uh, Boondock Saints where he says the F word like a <laughs> yeah. hundred times, right. but in like a million different deflections, and, and right. you're like, wow, we didn't know the versatility of that word, <laughs> right? So, right. You know, now, we know. now we know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's neat too because you, like you said, you can kind of get different eyeballs on the product and mm -hmm. they can kind of infuse their own ideas and. And also, I think it's kind of, it would be neat for you to, like you said, to watch something, like, you know, more of like a like an audience member. Where yeah. You're like, you know, it's hard because you got your you you got your playwright uh, glasses on, but it's still like you'd be able to see it perform. That's gotta be an awesome feeling. Yeah, it is. It's a, the best feeling. It's very emotional, actually. Yeah. Uh, to see, like, when we did conversations about last year for Tampa Bay Theater Festival. I mean, I started that in 2009. You know, and to see it, you know, seven years, eight years later, come to life, it was just mind-boggling and to see people's reactions and my goal in that piece my goal in any piece is to have people forget that I wrote it so like my parents come and see the show and they were a little shocked with some things uh, <laughs> but uh but they kind of they enjoyed it and and even my husband was like you know I know we've had these conversations but I've kind of forgot that it was you that wrote it. and I was like yes score nice. like I want people to forget that it was me it's I way better than that story could have gone like yep you put this conversation <laughs> in here between us. <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Yeah, so, like, no, yeah. yeah. That story could have gone one of two ways. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, he's he's a saint. He uh he he I he I draw a lot of inspiration from him uh and things that that he said. Actually, yesterday we were doing a table read for Say Levy, which we're doing in in March and there's one monologue in there that basically I just took from what something that he had said and we were reading it and he was in another room and all of a sudden I hear him laughing <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, you you know, you know, yeah. you know this is this is about you." Uh, but yeah, it's it, he's very supportive on that, so that's good. Well, I think it's you know you write what you know. You write mm -hmm. you know obviously you can go and research and explore. Like some people go on location for something and they want to learn and see the area they're in. But you know, write what you know because that's obviously you're very connected to it. Uh, also, thank you to your husband for his service. By the oh, way, thank we're you. big supporters of Amen troops here thank uh, you. Thank on you. the happy hour. Thank you. Um, and so I 
you're talking about the the for Molina. Now mm-hmm. it's the steampunk. Now, are you having a say in the costuming and or? Yeah, yeah. So we're uh, we're putting together costumes. Um, we're and basically, and that's kind of the the hard part of getting a production together. Like, is getting all that stuff together. Like, at least I'm not doing like a set or anything like that. It's just gonna be costuming. But that's why I kind of sometimes would just rather be a playwright. Like, have somebody else do the costumes yeah, sure, in the set. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're doing. You know, I've got a bunch of corsets and tails and hats and right. shoes and all that stuff so we're putting all that stuff together i got you know uh i, I saw this song that said put a put a gear on it and call it steampunk so <laughs> we got okay. all the little gears and it's little sure, yeah. all that stuff to yeah, put yeah. on on the hats and things like that yeah. so we're gonna be all i think i'm gonna even try to get my son dressed up he's got a he's got like a rescue bot like um Transformer costume, so mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna put them in that. Get them okay. cosplay. Oh, get, them, awesome. get them while they're young. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Go. <laughs> yeah. Now, are both of the 30 minute shows gonna be the same, or is it gonna be different segments of the show? They are. They're the same. We're doing seven songs uh, and like a little narration in between. Uh, and so uh, we're gonna do one at like I'm not sure on the times, but it's gonna be kind of in the like late morning, uh, early afternoon, and then yeah. one I think about after the costume competition. Okay. So we're gonna do two showings, so if people miss the first one, they can see the second one. That's kind of how we're gonna we're gonna gonna fly that way okay um we're gonna take a small break uh and we'll be right back with gretchen suarez pena this episode of the happy hour with johnny and deuce is brought to you by retro game treasure retro game treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service they send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. Now announcing they are delivering straight to you Nintendo DS games and PSP games. What do the listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com, pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. We're back with the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. Of course, I'm Johnny, my main man Deuce. What's up, man? Hey, we've got Sci-Fi Bartow, uh, 2019. It's hard to, I, it's hard for me to say 2019. Nice. I'm not used to saying 2019 because that alone sounds like in the year 2019. <laughs> you know, it sounds like a very lost in space, very 
future. Yeah. So I think it's kind of perfect that they're doing a, st- a steampunk. Um, well, I love the meme they put up. It's like, hey, start next week. We dress like this. And it shows all <laughs> the costumes uh, yeah. from Blade Runner. Runner yeah. like, oh, damn. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. true. It's kind of crazy. So uh, in the studio, of course, we have the amazing playwright, actor, songwriter. She's a Jill of all trades. Uh, we have Gretchen Suarez-Pena uh, in the studio. And we were talking before the break. Uh, you were talking about how you have seven songs in yes. your Molina. Mm-hmm. How how is how does the songwriting process work um, for you? So that's interesting. I actually don't really play an instrument. Okay, I played the clarinet, but that doesn't count. Like, hey, not, I mean, you, know. you can't really. I don't know if you can compose this. You know, a, a musical with a clarinet. But um, so uh, Sounds I. Sounds like that episode of New Girl waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Touche. Um. So I. Uh, I. I, I my whole process is not very scientific by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I have lyrics. Um, I come up with a melody line, and then I have way more talented friends than me who orchestrate it. Uh, shout out to Jonathan Gauthier. Uh, he actually did the orchestration for my other musical, Martha and Mary, uh, and he's helping me with Melina as well. I also have the very talented Tyler Anderson, Anderson who is helping me uh, with Melina as well. Um, and basically, I, I come up with the melody, I come up with the lyrics, and then you know they'll come up with the orchestration around it. Oh, nice. Um, so, you know, I, I want to have a good, like, uh, rhythm to, to, the, to the songs. I like them to be catchy. Um, I, uh, I I'm trying to tell a story through mm-hmm. the song, and that's I think that's the part that gets difficult because I can write a song about anything. You know, about sure. anybody can write a song about anything that they they like or enjoy. But to write a song that has a story in it uh, and that continues the story along, that's the difficult process. Uh, so for me, a lot of because I'm kind of transforming a play that I'd written a while back ago into a musical. I kind of had already some things in there that I could turn into lyrics. Um, but and then sometimes it's just like a lightning bolt. Like it just I get struck. Um, actually, I have another friend who was helping me with Melina as well. He's no longer helping me with it, but um, he actually did a little bit of orchestration for one piece. Uh, but then he sent me just like music, and I was like, "This is great!" And I just immediately came up with lyrics That's for it awesome. because it just it hit me. Uh, so sometimes it's 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 like that. Um, I don't know. I've been told different things from different people about how they write music, uh, but I just I'm I'm lyric forward. I'm no Hans Zimmer. I'm no John Williams. I am lyric forward. I can probably never do a soundtrack unless it's like for a musical, because it has to be lyrics. For me, it's where the that's where it starts. The lyrics. Well, I mean, there's a sure they all they're all within the same family uh, when it comes to not all plays have music in them. Right. And you know, and then you have the musicals, which are very, you know, uh, are you know, music is a big forefront of what it's about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's telling the story through music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, can I interject sure, just one thing? Yeah. So one thing that I, I I have is I have the people who are super musical junkies, right, who really love like their Les Mis and their Phantom of the Opera. And then I have people who just, they like theater and they like plays, but they hate musicals, right? And then I like to call the middle ground. You have the people who like your musicals, but it's like your fiddler on the roof. Like it's got dialogue in it. Sure. And then it's got song. Sure. That's where Molina lies. Okay. Like it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna have dialogue. It's not all sung like in yeah. Les Mis where it's like, we're walking in the door and they're yeah. singing and it's like you don't need to sing that like you could sure. just say it yeah so i'm in that middle ground of there's dialogue there's action then there's song okay so, just to make that clear sure yeah because um y- you've got i think that's another thing that if we relate it back to film uh disney you know does a good job mm-hmm. of you know putting songs that kind of relate the story uh recent memory and this is obviously 
you know, it's very, very popular. Uh, it's Frozen, right? The, yeah. the, sh- the movie Frozen with this microphone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they do the they do the same thing where they they're telling the story within the song, and right. instead of having yeah. just to say what happens, they're actually singing the the background and what happens and the character development and all that within the song, and that gives you a different way, different spice, different flavor to what you're yeah. trying to do. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I know, and when Deuce and I we were in um, theater, uh, we are. Uh, our teacher would display like Oklahoma and all these different musicals, uh, and, <laughs> and so Deuce would be like, "Let me know when it's over." Yeah, like, like I'm gonna well, take my nap now. So yeah. You tell me so he was over. more of the yeah. theater. He liked the more like the, the player. Dra- like, the play, I like the, the drama and like the dialogue. The thing right. I found for me, which I actually talked to you about when we had our pre-show uh, interview conversation, mm-hmm. I'm really liking a show that's on the CW called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and mm-hmm. it's a musical show, and they'll have like three songs an episode but yeah. I mean out of a 50 minute show there's probably only 15 minutes of actual music the rest is actual like yeah. a story and I'm like okay that I can deal with a couple songs in here especially man they got some catchy ones like yeah. catchy mm-hmm. catchy ones that I love yeah. so like that I can deal with but when it's like the whole thing's a musical I'm like I'm out <laughs> like the only reason I got through Greatest Showman is because at Hugh Jackman which it took me like 30 minutes like Mom, why ain't he stabbing nobody? Like, <laughs> I'm like, True. come on. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, it had Zac Efron, so yeah. <laughs> Zac Efron and Hugh Jackman, I was going. Like, yeah. they could have yeah. sung the whole thing, and I would have been there. But right. it, yeah. that was really good. But that's, like, the extent. And yeah. that was pushing it, because that, well, you saw The Greatest Showman, didn't yeah. you? Mm-hmm. That was, was good. crazy music-heavy. There were songs, there was some in there, but I yeah. think there it was, was a enough good mix. Yeah. Dialogue in between all the songs to well, kind of break yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, they they broke it up a little bit. What? Okay, now that I have you on, uh, I, I was I, this is just kind of top of my head. What do you think about the recent, uh, you know, influx of musical movies, uh, like Into the Woods a couple years ago, mm-hmm. um, and Mary Poppins, uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Po- Mary Poppins Returns. Exactly. It is it is very good. Is I, at least I enjoyed it. I know this, there's some people who are diehard Julie Andrews fans who were just like, no. But I'm like, I like Emily Blunt. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I I don't know. I think the, isn't film a little bit cyclical, right? So like sure. back in the yeah. that we did, you know, there was Fiddler on the Roof back in the '70s or whatever, right. and then they did like a rendition of Godspell, and then mm-hmm. you know you had your Disney Golden Era, right. and then I guess it's kind of coming around again. Sure. Well, well Chicago, Chicago kind of Chicago yeah, that was came a big yeah. back, yeah. and then Rent wasn't that long after. Right. That's right. True. There was a hot minute there where it was, it was like Chicago yeah. Rent, and there was a couple others. Right. And then it, it, I think cyclical. Cyclical. Yeah. Cip- cic- cyclical. Cyclical <laughs> is the right word. Yeah. This yeah. is the a learning cycle. hour with Deuce yeah. today. It's a circle. Yeah. It's a circle. It's, it's, it's a, circle. a circle. It comes yeah. back. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think that's that's a lot to do with it. And like, I'm looking forward. I'm, I haven't been able to take her yet, but I'm going to take my mom to see Mary Poppins Returns because yeah. she loved Mary Poppins. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. But I know it's going to be not music heavy, but definitely a few songs in there because the original right. Mary Poppins was so yeah you know. yeah and it's good I mean and I love Lin-Manuel Miranda I'm just I'm a, I'm a total fangirl when it comes to him but um but yeah I I think I think it is cyclical and I think also Glee I was when that show Glee, yeah. came mm-hmm. out I think that got super popular um and uh man it, that like went up and then went <laughs> down like it did it, 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 it like did. it like first two, well it, it's the creator that does it and he's also the guy who does american horror story yeah, and stuff right. murphy he does a great job the first two seasons and, and after then, that downhill yeah but you're right one of my yeah. favorite shows nip tucky did 
first two seasons were amazing, and then it started trickling but down. I do but think yeah. you're right. I think Glee is a good uh, litmus test for people's identity with music because I think they a lot of the music wasn't musicals. It was like based right. on like rock and it was opera. like a lot of yeah. covers. But it felt like it was a theater performance, you know, uh, the way they were doing it on television and just the storylines and whatnot. Who and who doesn't I've love Journey? Journey's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stop believing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but I think that's cool because it, it did re- it did kind of reinvent. Uh, People's but also love made of music was like really popular again sure. for a minute. Like different renditions too. There was yeah. a lot of different yeah. variations of the songs that you knew, and people were like, "Hey, this is neat." People were singing about the stuff that I love, and it's different, and it's fun, and and you know. And I think, and you know, you were talking about like how nerd is now cool. I right. think it even made theater because theater nerds sure. were like the bottom of the nerdum <laughs> pool. I think, like, I think I I don't know, maybe not, but um, but no, it I'm all right there with you. <laughs> me, and, me and Johnny rode that way pretty hard. <laughs> we in did. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, comic book and theater nerd like that's an even newer <laughs> that's level. Even, yeah. yeah, so it almost it brought theater nerd them to like a cool status or at least a semi cool status because yeah. I definitely got flack for watching Glee, but like, but and I was an adult, but <laughs> and and then I think you know shows uh, that became movies like The Producers was a yeah, pretty big, producers. pretty big, um, and uh, with what Nathan Lane was in that, yeah. Nathan Lane and, yeah. And, uh, Matthew. Matthew, yeah, that was pretty big. It put on big actors, you know, that people knew. Mm-hmm. It, although Nathan Lane has done theater before, but it was like you know Matthew Broderick yeah. was in it, and it's kind of neat. Mamma Mia, that was That's a really true. big one. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and I feel like um, it's kind of given some uh, Hollywood actors kind of, well, some of them anyway, to go back to kind of their Broadway roots because a mm-hmm. lot of them were had that. I mean, G- Hugh Jackman is one of those. I yeah. mean, he right. really did have like a big musical he's theater to Tampa star soon too. Cause he's do- yeah, he's yeah. doing like. Basically, it's a show, and it's like all the songs from his different musicals with like no. a live orchestra, and that's like that's coming right around the corner here to Tampa. Because I, I ain't gonna lie, I was I was thinking, thinking about, about it pretty going? hard. I was yeah. like, man, I I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> I was like, but it's you. That's the closest I'm gonna get to Hugh Jackman. Sure. So yeah. I was like, well, he stabbed at least one person. <laughs> I'm like, well, you come with the claws yeah, yeah, exactly. Just pop the claws out one time. You don't <laughs> yep. have to stab anybody, but like, look, I do this too. So, yep. well, and it's funny because, like, you know, Hugh Jackman is like, you know, Wolverine, but then he yeah. also sings and dance. And like, Emily Blunt did that movie with Tom Cruise. What is it called? The day after? Is it the day after tomorrow? Is that what it's called? Uh, something like that, or it's or, Edge or, of Tomorrow. Yeah, edge of Tomorrow. Edge of, edge yeah, of live, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Pe- it's yeah. like Groundhog Day with. Right. Guns. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sci-fi element to it. Yeah. Well, and you know, she was kind of, you know, she she fighting, doing all this stuff, but then people see her like in Into the Woods and being Mary Poppins. It's like, hey, these these are versatile actors. And then she right. does like the Quiet Place, and you're like, right. what? Right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. I and also I think as an actor, even though we did very little musical, right. It added an extra layer, an extra tool in your tool bag yep. as mm-hmm. an actor that mm-hmm. you could do that, and right. I think it taught you some things by doing that. That mm-hmm. made you more versatile yeah. because you knew how certain things should work in a musical setting and a non-musical setting. So sure. it gave you more. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it made the tool bag deeper. Yeah, you, were, you know. Yeah. Well, it also helps if you know. Um, you know, both of us with our. You, you were always kind of even in high school. You were kind of like the life of the room. But yeah. it helped. Like projection is a very big thing that we learned oh, yeah. in drama. Oh, yeah. Like being That's able true. to enunciate and to deliver your voice. To the room, yeah. uh, when most of the time there, you know, in our days we didn't have microphones or nothing, you know, and, and that's just good skill for life, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, true. Like, like yeah. I wanna, like I said, I'm, I'm an engineer as well, mm-hmm. so I actually volunteer uh, for Bartell High School. They have this program called ACE uh, that's for uh, like people, kids who want to be an engineer, engineers, mm-hmm. and we do like a project with them and stuff. And one of the things we teach is like public speaking because they don't really get a lot of public speaking, and it's like join theater, yep. you will learn public speaking, which will help you yeah. 
it's sure. just in life. Yeah. Like you yep. need to learn how to pub, you know, do some public Well, that's the thing is like Deuce and I, you know, we literally talk to strangers every week, you know, when right. we're doing our guests and, and some people we really look up to, we're like, oh my gosh, this person's coming on or, or people that we don't know a lot about. We're like, well, you know, we never have that moment where we're like, oh, we don't have no, we don't have anything yeah. to say. We don't know right. what we're going to say. We don't know how to transition to, from topic to topic. And obviously repetition helps, too. We've been doing this for a while. Right. But, it, time, but, yeah. but it is talking to people every single day. Not everyone has it's a, it can be a learned skill, you know, talking to strangers. But it's something that, you know, you need to feel comfortable within yourself, have the confidence, the bravado, yeah. the, the mojo, Ooh, whatever you want to use. Bravado. So yeah. there you go. Well, let me ask you guys a question. That's sure. Cool. Absolutely. So, um, because I get this question sometimes. Uh, so you guys, you know, you talk to different people that all the time. Yeah. Uh, do you find it easier to talk to people that you don't really know? Or do you find it easier to talk to people that you know very well? Like if you're interviewing or like performing in front of them or that sort of thing. Because I'll give you my answer. Okay, sure. My answer is I find it a lot easier to either engage people or perform, specifically perform in front of people who don't know me. Like if I'm performing in front of 6,000 people I don't know, fabulous. Put me in a room with my parents I'm not gonna be singing. <laughs> like it okay. get, I get very self conscious. Maybe you have um, more judgment on you if you're in with with your uh, family and friends. Like this I guess. know you. I don't know what it is. Man, that's a tough. Question. It is a tough question. Well, for me, I can, I can only speak for myself, of course. Sure. Um, I am this way all the time. Like on the podcast, it's cranked up to eleven, but I am a walking, talking cartoon character. <laughs> yep, yeah, pretty much. Which everybody knows. That's why everybody like nobody calls me by my first name. Everybody calls me Deuce. Like mm-hmm. I'll get random people at bars that come up to me and talk to me that I've met like one time, but still remember me because yep. I'm just when I'm in a room, you know I'm in that room. Right. Like mm-hmm. there is no denying right. that I'm there, right. and I. Hold court is a horrible phrase to say. That's why I usually say what my dad does when he goes to the bar. Oh, he's holding court because he's got like everybody in front <laughs> sure, of him. But yeah. like, you know, I'll draw a crowd and attention because I'm just the life of the party and that's mm-hmm. just what I do. So for me, it doesn't matter if it's somebody. <coughs> Bless, Bless you. you. Thank Bless you. you. It doesn't matter if it's somebody that we've had on before or somebody that's new because I treat them all the, the same. same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, but you, yeah. do you feel any sense of self-consciousness? Like, like do you feel? No? Okay. Like. There are two things in my brain I did not get that everybody else got. (laughs) One is a filter, which I do not have. The other is shame. I have no shame. I don't have much shame either. I have none. Because I could... I ran around Jamaica in an American flag speedo with eagle on my ass for a week. My yep, mother yep. wouldn't even let me call her mom for a week. So I mean, this is a cartoon character you're dealing with. So like for I me, I feel like you're my spirit animal. Yeah, like I have a, no shame. So yeah. like it doesn't bother me. The only time it's ever bothered me is we've had a couple of guests where I was a little starstruck with, like when we had John St. John, the voice, the voice of Duke, of Duke Nukem, Nukem. Yeah. and like Al Snow, right. which is one of her favorite wrestlers. That for me was kind of like once you get past the first few minutes you're like because at first you're very nervous you're like Mm -hmm. i just don't want to just just poop the bed on this like i just really want to do a good job and then you get comfortable and then you get in the zone and and well then by like fourth beer i'm like ah screw it let's do it so (laughs) yeah i'll I'll, uh i'll give you my input on it Mm -hmm. um i am extroverted by nature but it was when i was in high school I was made fun you, of a lot, and yeah. I was kind of I was kind of picked and on. You were a lot more of an introvert in high school. Well, it was like I was an extrovert, but I didn't want people to see the extrovertedness yeah. because I uh, I don't know I just I didn't want to put you myself were on the spotlight. Just for somebody who was there 
at the time, mm-hmm. he was afraid of putting himself out there for fear of rejection. No, right. I get exactly. that. I get that. Like, That's just being human, so, man. Yeah. So, yeah. like, around his friends, he was super extroverted, like, mm-hmm, super mm-hmm, funny. Mm-hmm. But then you'd get him around new people or the popular people, and he'd clam up. And I'd be like, bro, you just, just be you. Yeah. And yeah. They put their pants on the same way at the time. Right. And if they don't like you, who gives a flying rip? Right. Like, you know. Right. And I also realized now, being an adult, you realize these things. But at the time, now, in hindsight, yeah. I had anxiety, the disorder. Oh, yeah. and I probably yeah. had OCD. Yeah, yeah. And I had a lot of things going on that, you know, at the time I didn't really understand. Well, we didn't yeah. have all those big $10 words either. Yeah, so. <laughs> true. Amalgamation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But let me give an example for you. Yeah. Uh, you, you, this is the first time you've been on our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I did one other podcast before for my friend who then stopped doing it. <laughs> but on our yeah. show, it's first yeah. time you've no, been yeah, on our show. No, yeah, on your show, yeah. But you, you're, some people are just easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, like, you, mm-hmm. it feels like you've been on the show before and you've been on b- yeah. multiple We're times. Because yeah. it was easy. Yeah. It was yeah. easy. And, and, and I think maybe that's part of just your personality, but also your theater background. Yeah. I mean, as mm-hmm. soon as you picked up the mic, you, I knew you'd been on a mic before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some yeah. people we have, that's probably the it's biggest. Like they picked up a live snake. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they I, had don't, I don't here. know what to do with this. <laughs> and it's like. Yeah, yeah they'll the hold yeah. it down here at yeah. the belly button. I'm yeah. like, I no, cannot no, no. get yeah. you. But right away, you, I already could tell that yeah. you, know, you knew yeah, what you're no, doing. Yeah, no, you hand me a microphone, you put me in front of a camera, it's on. Like, but it's happening. It it's makes, happening. But I'm going to be honest, it makes my job a lot easier because, especially in editing and all that, it's like, oh, I don't have to really raise her volume level. She's already, gri- you know, well, good speaking It makes our level. job easier, too. Absolutely. Because whenever, and just, just to be full <laughs> disclosure, whenever <laughs> we have an interview with a new person, we always know, like, We've got our like look, and we've got our like little like hand gestures to where it's like, all right, like we're gonna cut we're it. We're gonna <laughs> yeah, right here. Yeah, because it's like yeah, this person's we, like, and I'm like, oh, I can't hear I, you. I can't, we can't. I, work I've got to like, and, and the thing is, you have to realize too, because some of these people have never been on, the on mic. a podcast. They've never been yeah. on a podcast. Right, right. They've never been on this limelight in that way. Yeah. Uh, we get we'll get a lot of cosplayers that you know they're. They, they're awesome at what they do. They make their costumes, and they look great. They look good in photos, mm-hmm. but they've never had the experience of actually talking to people before. You know, yeah. They're just there and to look what pretty. what you know? me because yeah. it's like, girl, you put pictures with half your booby meat yeah. hanging out, <laughs> but like I talk to you and have a conversation, and yeah. it's like I got a gun pointed in your yeah, head. Exactly. It's yeah, like, yeah. So. That is more scary to me, having myself like <laughs> exposed, exposed right. and yeah. like exactly. half naked in front of the internet than right. talking to somebody, but yeah. they're just like, they're not used to that, and I yeah. think it's an exhibitionist thing, sure. like where they like showing it off, but also they're comfortable in that realm, but they're not comfortable in the talking realm because now well, you're opening up, you're yeah. showing off. Right, and also you gotta think too, so. if you if you're known for just your photos, you 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 don't have to necessarily interact with anybody if you don't no. want to. You're, right. You just put your photo up. People can leave their comments. If you want to put yeah. your comments back, you can. You can go yeah. to the but comments, when you put a mic in front of somebody, yeah. you know you have to at least chime in and bring something to the Especially table with right, the podcast because right. right. now i've just nuked from orbit your number one thing which right. is your looks like you don't have that anymore you it's just your voice your personality right. and now that's where the rubber meets the road like so are you saying you that hang? i have a face for radio no i'm just kidding. no, no, no. <laughs> but i'm just saying like a lot of people it's surprising we've had a handful where it was like oh, man this can be really good like we're this excited. can be awesome and then we're like Bruh. <laughs> and some like, people put on like they put on like like for example like we'll we'll talk to someone that's in the entertainment business and they're when they're doing their entertainment stuff they're their on shtick, right yeah. they're but on. when they're when they're out of their element and they're they're just like they're not getting paid to do whatever they're doing and they're not in the zone of their character they are a totally different person yeah, yeah. and we realize that right away and we do so now I'd be like 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I think we need to wrap that up. Yeah. That or the funny thing is you'll talk to some of them off the mic, and they're like, hey, what's up, man? Like, it's totally, like, Different. blasé, and we're right. like, oh, man, this is going to be bad. And then we, we fire the machine up, and we hit record, and it's like they kick it into another gear that we didn't right. even know they had, and then an interview turns out great, and as yeah. soon as we're done, they're like, yeah, that worked out pretty good. Okay, guys, see you later. And it's that like, seems like an analysis yeah. in, like, human personality almost. Yes. Like, like, what does that say about a person? I don't know. I'm sure. not going to get into that. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, like, that yeah. they can switch gears like yeah. that to be in just, like, right. totally I'm, just kind of blasé into, like, I'm like yeah. you, Deuce. I'm always on. Like yeah. it's always me. Like I mean, when I'm in an engineer mode, I'm kind of like in my my zone. But like, sure. yeah, I I like you. I like yeah. to be the life of the party. I want people to pay attention to me. My, yeah. uh, you know, I do karaoke like nobody's business. Sure. And my husband will like videotape me, and people are like, "Oh, is that for blackmail?" <laughs> Everybody's like, "No, Gretchen blackmail." No, that's Tuesday. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah, like <laughs> that's that's, that's just for her to put on Facebook later right, of her doing right. karaoke. Right. Yeah. So that's that's my that's my jam. Yeah. Right. So I guess for me, it's a mix of both. I guess it's like yeah. sometimes it's you know i can i can always be on when i need to be on yeah. but i also know when i can roll it roll it back if i need to yeah. mm-hmm. especially uh, like when we've had long conventions sometimes right and i'm not throwing you under the bus sure. like he'll need a minute like yep. yeah. i'll be like hey go get something to eat go take a minute like i'll handle this because yep. i can be on 24 7 it doesn't mm-hmm. bother mm-hmm. me now when i get home i'll fall apart right. but when I'm out there, like I can do it for extended periods of time, but with you, sometimes I'll be like, big hey, groups, go take, I have to go take, take a, a break, minute, a breather yeah. when I get yeah. huge groups. And the irony no. is, is if if I if Deuce and I were on stage doing our podcast live yeah. somewhere, which you've done before, uh, we could both flip it on and be on as long as we need to be. But once yeah. that switch, once once we're like, all right, it's time to wrap it up. Then I can just kind of decompress and, and yeah. chill yeah. and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, from a theater aspect, I I, I definitely feel like if the the stranger the audience, the better it is for me anyway, because I feel like they're not gonna know me. Sure. Like, like yep. they're not, you know, I can perform and be outside myself and make them laugh and make them cry and make them clap. Uh, but I, I I don't know. I think you were saying it about like the judgment of like people who sure. know you. Yeah. Like, cause then, cause the thing is, they're gonna be like, oh, that was cute, or yeah. if you were you were good at that. I'm like, I don't want you to look at me. I want you to see the character, the story, or whatever yeah, it is yeah. I'm telling. So that's always a little hard for me. But, but yeah, in terms of being extroverted, I definitely get my energy from other people. Like being around other people, that's sure. definitely my jam for sure. For yeah, sure, definitely. For sure. I I think um, when it comes to just anything that you're into, either it be music or art or you know, Deuce and I, like, we've known each other for 20 years, yeah. so we've, you know, since ninth grade, uh, yeah. and so we, you know, we know each other well enough to be like, all right, we can give each other a look, yeah. we know, and I also know when to rein it back in if Deuce is really connecting with a guest, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I'll let him just kind of run their show, you know, mm-hmm. and vice versa, if there's like yeah. a topic, for example, like film scores, where I know <laughs> that I'm going to be like nerding out on, yeah. and Deuce is kind of like, all right, I'll let you take the reins. So it, it you know, yeah, it's it, time for my annual piss break. So, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we know we know how to read each other well enough to kind of like who's yeah, gonna take the reins. Yeah, we've got like a shorthand now with each other. I got yeah. a feeling this has got to be like because I've never been married. This has got to be like what married couples have where right. we have like a shorthand <laughs> because right. we've known each other so long right. and we've done this together so long. Like we can kind of read each other and know what each other's thinking and kind of make you, it work. You know, it's funny you say that. Uh, I, I do agree with that. Like, you know, when you finish each other's sentences and you know what the other person is doing, but you were talking about songwriting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my good friend Jonathan, who scored uh, Martha Mary and is helping me score Melina, um, you know, it's funny working with two different musicians, or, or three, actually, because my other friend was helping me as well. But um, uh, Tyler is kind of a savant. Like, he'll I give him something and he does, and it's brilliant. Uh, but, uh, but Jonathan will... Uh, He'll. We've known each other since we were like eight years old, so forever. And uh, we'll basically just grunt at each other, 
I'll be like, uh huh, mm, nah, uh, and like, and then yeah, it's like, and know, then the music yeah. is there, and I was like, all right, and now we have yeah. a score. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> like, you don't even have to really talk. Sure. It's like, I'm just gonna sing this. I'm right. gonna give you a look, eh, and then yeah. it, it sure. happens. It works. Absolutely. So, so sometimes you just know people, and you can function in that regard. So, sure. Um, I don't know about you, Deuce, but I definitely want to have Gretchen on again, even sure. even yes. to, a, to, to push other stuff, but also just to. Just to chat, and you know, some guests, and you're not that far away. You're in Bartow. That's right, Bartow, yeah. B town. Yeah. I'm a yeah. Bartian. So, um, and you have obviously we have Molina coming up sci-fi here at Bartow. Sci-Fi Bartow. Mm-hmm. And then I was reading it's the she evolution or she evolution. Yeah, okay, so whatever that is. Uh, so I'll give you the I'll give sure. you the rundown. Give me the rundown. All right, so yeah. Saturday, February sixteenth, Sci-Fi Bartow, be there or be square because you won't be around. Um, we uh. We have uh, the Molina, the Freeview. Mm-hmm. Shevolution Fest is a Power Stories Theater. It's uh, March is Women's History Month. Okay. Don't know if you knew that. Uh, okay. So Power Stories Theater in mm-hmm. Tampa does a thing where they um, they showcase female playwrights. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm doing a stage reading of Say La Vie on okay. March 16th, 2 okay. p.m. and 7 p.m. Sure. And then the weekend before Easter, which I don't know exactly when. I think it's like the f- April 13th, 14th, around that. I'm doing uh, my musical Martha and Mary at George Jenkins High School. Awesome. So, yeah. th- three shows in three months. It's v- a <laughs> I'm lot not of work. Gonna sleep. Yep. <laughs> but you have a website. Which I do. Is where I found information. Yeah. So my website is GretchenSuarezPena.com. It's just all one word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, but I put a lot of stuff on my Facebook page, which is Plays by Gretchen. Um, and my handle uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is Playwright1987. Oh, okay. So you can check me out there too. But Facebook is where I usually do a lot of things. Plays by Plays by Gretchen is what you can awesome. Look and up. we're all very excited about Sci-Fi Barto. Um, it's going to be an amazing from eleven to six. There's even stuff going on after six o'clock. So there's all yeah. kinds of things going on throughout the day. Barto is a beautiful city. It's got a lot of amazing uh, vendors, a lot of awesome restaurants. Just even if you're just gonna go for an hour or two, just to check out the area and support the local businesses, mm-hmm. definitely go do that. Um, and that's February 16th from 11 to uh, six. But like you said, there's stuff going on afterwards as well. Mm-hmm. So definitely go check it out. Big shout out to Sean and Lori Sardinsky. Yes, uh, they're sure. this is their baby. They've been putting mm-hmm. this thing on. Obviously, big shout out to Main Street uh, Bartow as well. Uh, and uh, just so go and support, go check it out. Even if you're not like we said earlier, even if you're not into steampunk, steampunk check it out. Pretty there much, if you love something, you're probably gonna find something yeah. there that you like. Uh, Video games, video comic books, exactly. Celebrity guests. Because mm-hmm. if you love cars, yeah. that car show cars, is awesome. Yeah. Every year, they do an amazing job with that car show. Go check it out and uh, go see Molina. Uh, definitely. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing that as well. Um, and uh, there'll be, uh, is there going to be set times you have yet? Are you still working I'm, on that? Uh, uh, Lori and Sean are still working on those times. Okay. I just know it's going to be sometime before noon and okay. sometime in the afternoon. Once uh, you find out, um, let us know. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll post we'll it, it on, the Facebook on our page Facebook page. For sure. Yeah, definitely, so we, definitely. we can tell people ahead of time, hey, go check it out at these mm, times. Absolutely. And all that. And go support uh, Gretchen Suarez Pena. And Gretchen, thank you so much for being a guest on our show. You've been awesome. You you fit in right away. Some guests fit in right away, and you make friends instantly. And I think that's you're one of our guests. That well, we thank you for having me. It has yeah. been a joy. And maybe on another day, I'll bring a blue moon or something. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, for and, sure. And, and 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 have a drink with you guys. Absolutely. Although if my parents hear this, they're going to be very confused about that. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm 32. It's okay, mom. Yes. Uh, but yeah, no. It's been. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. And and like we said, go to Gretchen uh, SuarezPena.com, and you'll be able to see one she's having her her plays and all that as well but the next one will be february 16th uh at beautiful downtown bartow yeah you yeah. Uh, check that out it's it's definitely our favorite event of the year we Absolutely. have so much fun at that event mm-hmm. and 
like I said, it's a really good for the family. And the good thing is it's free because, man, going to like a Megacon or yeah. Comic-Con with a family of four, forget about it's it. Sure. So, yeah. So, this is like a and, fun home. And it's open. Con. It's outside. So I love that it's outside. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. We, more room we to breathe. don't play it up enough that it's right. outside because, I mean, understand for some vendors it might be a little tough, like, say, if you're an artist or mm-hmm. something because it is outside. But, like, the open air feel of like a renaissance fest meets a right. like a, a comic-con like all mixed together makes it just this good amalgamation yes of there you go he can't be taught kids he yes. can't be taught exactly so but thank you so much gretchen for joining us on the happy hour with johnny thank Deuce. you so much for having me it has been too much fun we'll definitely have you on again in the future Deuce, how do people find us on the internet? You can find us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show. You can also find all of our older episodes on soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast. Don't forget to hit us up at the Twitter machine at HH podcast show and send us your emails to HH podcast show at gmail.com. We really want a couple things from you guys to hit us at our uh, Gmail here soon. So put in the subject line. One is Ask the Buck. We're always looking for more questions for our good buddy Buck, our sponsor from Retro Game Treasures. Uh, also, the free-for-alls and, like, the beer episode we mm-hmm. just had. We want to do a lot more like that. So if you've got any questions, be it beer, alcohol-related, or just like, hey, this is a subject I've never heard you guys talk about before. Like, about we did an this? episode on yeah. Tumblr recently. Yeah. That, uh, that whole Tumblr. Yeah, we know. did, like, an hour on Tumblr. Yeah, so go check that out. Me. It's yeah. We had our, we had my wife on, our third member. Uh, and our it, good buddy uh, yeah. Dave Pascal was yeah. on there as well. Yeah, so, so it was so a really yeah. cool mix of uh, conversations from different points of view about yeah. Tumblr. So. If there, you'll be able to tell usually by the title of the episode if it's something of your interest. Yeah. And if not, just go and hear two guys geek out. It's kind of yeah. neat to hear that. It's always a good time. And that's <laughs> yeah. why I always tell people, I'm like, if you've never listened to the show, go to soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast for over 350 episodes. Right. You will find something in that list, either an interview we did with somebody you like or a show about a topic you like. There is something for everybody on Stranger show. Things. Stranger, Stranger Things. I was, yeah. I was digging that one. Yeah. 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 So we'll have to do that again soon because yeah. it comes out in July. Soon, mm-hmm. very yeah, soon. Right around the we'll have to do like a whole series recap or something. Oh, That'd will. be a nice we'll, little wrap up. We got a lot of stuff on the back. We do, guys. So we're we gonna do. be bringing out to you because we saw a lot of movies over the holiday break. We want to talk about. Yep. Played a lot of video games. So there's a lot of stuff coming up. A lot of Netflix stuff over. happening. Oh man. Recently. Oh man. So, uh, lots yeah. of stuff going on with that. And so. then if you're a fan of professional wrestling, well, stay tuned for a couple of guests that we'll be having here in the oh, future. For sure, for sure. Um, check those out. So you want to check that out? So you can uh, send us emails at hhpodcastshow@gmail.com. Send those emails. Uh, and again, when you're listening to the Happy Hour podcast, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three. Three. Hashtags. Hashtag. You want to use in the old Twitter machine. Yep. Hashtag Happy, Happy Hour, Hour podcast, podcast. Hashtag HH, HH podcast, podcast show. show. And hashtag Deuces on, on the, the loose. loose. Later. <laughs> Bye.